Hello, and welcome to the Breaking Over the Anxiety podcast. I am your host, the anxiety nutritionist, gut and hormonal health expert, yoga and meditation teacher, and cat mom, Taylor Jandro. And this podcast is designed to show you how to relieve and resolve your anxiety disorder through the powerful combination of food, lifestyle changes, targeted supplementation, gut and hormonal health optimization, nervous system regulation, yoga, meditation, mindset, lifestyle coaching, and more. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show, episode 32. How exciting. Today, another Breaking Up the Anxiety Group coaching program client is joining me to share with you all about how she broke up with her anxiety for good. Annika is a nurse. And as you will hear her share in this episode, her anxiety and panic attacks were affecting not only her day-to-day life, but her career. They were massively impacting her ability to show up and perform in her career, which she loves. She was having frequent panic attacks and heart palpitations out of nowhere, was told by doctors her only real solution was medication, and even then it might not be enough. And this was something she would have to potentially live with for her whole life. Unfortunately, this is still a very common consensus from the medical community because they do not know how to address the root causes. But we know over here in Breaking Up With Anxiety land that this is not true. You can absolutely live a life without chronic anxiety, panic attacks, feeling overwhelmed, feeling burnt out, having a racing heart, shortness of breath, nausea, digestive symptoms, headaches, like insert your symptom here. The list goes on and on and on. I'll be here all day. And I really want to get to this episode. Annika refused to believe that what she was being told from her doctor was the only option. And so she set out to find another way. And that's when she stumbled on my Bye Bye Anxiety Workshop Bundle, which used to be called the Starter Pack. She applied what I teach in the workshop bundle and her panic attacks dramatically reduced. It almost completely took them away. So she emailed me asking to join the Breaking Up With Anxiety group coaching program to see what else I could teach her. She wanted to see what else was possible. When you address your diet, gut health, and some of your lifestyle choices or habits, you can see really fast results in as little as two weeks just like Annika did. I'm excited for you to hear this conversation, and I hope it inspires you to decide it's time to dive in and do the work. And if you're new here, or, well, hello, (laughs) hello, if you're new here, Uh, or if you're not new and you just haven't heard the other episodes with some of the other Breaking Up With Anxiety program graduates, check out episode eight, episode 18, and episode 28 which I'm now just realizing as I'm saying this, that they all end with an eight. How cool is that? Okay, I just paused this recording to Google what the symbolism is when you keep seeing the number eight and get this. It's a number that represents positive energy, the power of transitions, the possibility of infinite abundance, success, self-discipline, and is a sign of encouragement that all will be well. It's a sign that your future goals are within reach. If you see this number showing up, you can be sure that a powerful time is coming and universal energies are working in your favor to move you out of difficult situations. How 
freaking perfect is that? <laughs> that was not planned. And now I'm kind of bummed that this is episode 32 and not 38, but still three client episodes in a row, all with the number eight. That's pretty cool. Okay. Time to meet Annika. Hi, I'm so excited we're doing this. We, I'll let you introduce yourself in the second, but we were saying in the pre-chat, I think it's been a year since we've chatted. So this will also be a nice little catch up for me, which is like my favorite thing in the whole world. So introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Annika. Um, I work as a nurse. Um, I joined UA or Breaking Up With Anxiety like maybe 2020, I think it was. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was like the best thing ever. So I'm excited to talk about it. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Okay. So what was your life like before joining Breaking Up With Anxiety? Like specifically, how was your anxiety affecting your day-to-day life and your career? Yeah. So I was working as a COVID nurse during that time and um, basically just having like daily panic attacks, heart palpitations, um, and it all kind of started like out of nowhere. So went to the emergency room a couple of times just because I was like so sure that there was something wrong with my heart or like I was going to have a heart attack or something crazy. Um And then it took me a while to like learn like, oh, that's just like anxiety and anxiety can really be like so physical in your body, um, which I didn't know because I really didn't have a lot of experience with anxiety. So, um, yeah, and I remember going to my doctor and she was just like, you know, there's really not a lot of like options. Um, We can start you on like this medication. Um, And I was talking to her like, why would I all of a sudden just like have this anxiety like out of nowhere you know I've never had panic attacks like and now I'm having them all the time like what could be like causing this and she was like you know like there's not really a cause usually like sometimes this just happens to people and you might just like be like this for the rest of your life and I remember hearing that and I was just like oh my god like I don't know how I could possibly like live my life like this like it's crazy um And so that was like really hard to hear. And of course I started the medication. Um, It didn't really work at all, uh, which was kind of scary because I was like, well, like if this doesn't work, then what do I do? Um, And then I went back to her and she was like, you know, we can start on an SSRI. We can try like these other medications. And for some reason I was just like, I don't, this doesn't feel right to me. Like, I think that there's got to be another way for me to like figure this out. Um, and so basically like that was what started the journey towards, um, finding breaking up with anxiety. But what was the medication you were on first? The very first one they put you on? on? Right. Okay. Okay. And there was no event that triggered it. It just kind of came on. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, like, maybe the stress, like, looking back, just the stress from COVID was, like, the tipping point, um, but, yeah, there was, it was just, like, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, I just started having all these symptoms, and I was, like, what's going on? (laughs) Um, My story is very similar, where, I mean, there was definitely, looking back, a couple traumatic things that happened, but same thing, when I went to the doctor, and I expressed, like, how did this happen? How have I lived 
you know, 21 years and I've never experienced this and all of a sudden I am. And it was the same thing. They were like, oh yeah, it's very common to develop in your twenties and same thing. It's a lifelong thing. You can learn to manage it uh, with medication and therapy and meditation. And, and that's about it. And the difference was that for four years, I just kind of accepted that. I was just kind of like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not going to question your doctor. Like they know everything in your mind. So you're like, of course, like I'll listen to whatever you have to say. Like I'll take your advice. Yeah. And my family doctor was my whole family, right? It was like my grandparents, my parents, he was at my birth, the birth of my sisters. Like it was literally just, we didn't question him at all. And I was so young and my parents didn't question him. And my parents were kind of just like, yep, this is what we do. And I was like, okay, this is what we do. And then after four years of it just getting worse, I finally was like, no, <laughs> something's not That's working. Totally. Okay. So I want to chat about um, this, your kind of journey into signing up because you bought the starter pack first which is actually called the Bye Bye Anxiety Bundle now. It's been rebranded, um, but I'll never forget your email. First of all, it was just like so exciting because I get a lot of feedback now on the bundle, but at the time, I think you might've been the first person to email me about the starter pack. So you always remember your first. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh. And, and you wrote just this really nice, you know, long email about how, much like how much how much benefit you got really from the starter pack but then you were like I still want to join the program so I'd love to kind of talk us through that because for anybody listening or who listens to the podcast who's like maybe joining a four-month program just isn't energetically feasible or time-wise or financially uh, I'd love for you to kind of speak about the benefits of just doing what's now called the Bye Bye Anxiety Bundle, and then explain, you know, why you did decide to join the program after. Yeah, so it was kind of crazy. Like, I found your, um, like, page and everything just, like, out of nowhere. Like, I I don't know. It was either, like, a sign from a higher power or like, <laughs> really good targeted ads or something. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is exactly, like, what I've been looking for. Like, I need help with this. And then like I saw the different options that you had and I was like, okay, I'll just try this starter pack. Like, I don't know, you know, I didn't know if I could like believe in like, there's like another option or another way to like treat anxiety. Um, and so I was like, let's just see what this is all about. And yeah, like literally within maybe like a month or something of like, just trying to like initiate some of the recommendations that you had given. Um, like I remember the biggest thing was just like eating more protein because for some reason I just like, didn't eat protein that much <laughs> like I don't know I thought I had such a healthy diet so I was like you know what kind of like changes could I make like it's pretty good um yeah so just doing that and then just like focusing on my blood sugar like regulation um made all of the difference and I think like my panic attacks like were cut in half basically at that time or like even less like I had almost no panic attacks anymore which was crazy like, and I was having them every day up until that. So <laughs> yeah, the power of regulating your blood sugar. And that's one of the quickest things I see, you know, a lot of the questions I get is how long to see results. And obviously, it totally depends on the person and how much you have to implement how many areas of opportunity you have, 
how you, you know, the time it takes to implement all these things. But I say I have seen in as little as two weeks, mm-hmm. panic attacks either just gone or massively diminished purely from balancing blood sugar. Obviously, there's a lot of components to balancing blood sugar, as you know, yeah. but yeah. And then why did you just join the program after then if you had gotten such amazing results from yeah, well, like, I, I mean, I was just, like, so surprised because I had gone from, like, my doctor telling me, like, you know, this is just, like, you're kind of, like, stuck this way now. And I was, like, you know, if something, like, small as, um, <laughs> changing my, like, eating habits and, like, my blood sugar, just, like, eating more protein, um, like, if that cut my panic attacks in half or, like, almost took them away completely, like, I need to see what else I can do here. Like, there's got to be... Like, I, I was already feeling so good, but I was like, I know that I can have some improvement still. So um, I just wanted to see, like, what else you could teach me, basically. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I am quickly interrupting this episode because if you are like me and you are a visual learner, I wanted to let you know about my free one-hour webinar class called The Three Secrets to Natural Anxiety Banishment that walks you through, well the three secrets to natural anxiety banishment, specifically how to optimize your digestive function, how to fix your gut, how to eat in a way that boosts natural neurotransmitter production and reduce inflammation, and how to bring your hormones back into balance. I love podcasts for listening to when I'm on walks or driving or cooking or cleaning. They inspire me and give me so many aha moments, but I am a visual learner. So I benefit the most when I can see the information presented in a clear and organized manner, like a slideshow. I don't really remember or retain information that well when it's just presented verbally, which is exactly what I have done for you in my three secrets to natural anxiety banishment training. And within that training, I share the top things that you need to be doing to optimize digestive function, boost neurotransmitter production, bring your hormones back into balance, all in a beautiful slideshow. So if you haven't watched that, hit the link in the show notes to get your copy of the three secrets to natural anxiety banishment free training emailed right to you. Okay, back to the episode. Yeah. For sure. So staying on this kind of trend of changes and improvements or, you know, areas of opportunity, once you got into the program, what were some of the big changes and improvements that happened then? Yeah, I think just like managing stress, um, which was just like a huge theme with like my career and my life in general um learning about like my hormones and stuff because we just don't learn a lot about that even in nursing school like which is crazy um you know gut dysbiosis and figuring out gut health and like leaky gut uh I think that made a huge difference because I probably had a lot of underlying inflammation that was causing all of this anxiety as well Mm-hmm. And my understanding of, I have worked with a few nurses now, and I know a few nurses, so I have a lot of conversations with them. And my understanding that nursing school is very, is much more holistic 
than med school because med school is obviously like pharmaceutical surgery. They have important things to cover there <laughs> and it's only four years, right? Unless you go on afterwards. Um, and then nursing school is a little bit more holistic, but it's still not what, you know, I learned in school. Like we all have a place in the healthcare system and in the healthcare model. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I think like just um, learning more about nutrition because in nursing school, I did get some nutrition education, but it's very much just like the, you know, like that pie that whatever, like we see that's like 50% carbs, like, you know, 25% protein or whatever, like that they recommend, yeah. like a glass of milk with your lunch. Oh God, which is so outdated. <laughs> so that was like all I remember from, um, school they didn't talk about like balancing your blood sugar by the way that you eat it's like yeah it was mm-hmm. and what were some of if you can remember because I know this was a long time ago but did you experience any hurdles challenges you know road bumps as you were going through the program as you were trying to implement these things and if you did do you remember how you moved through them yeah I think like probably the biggest thing that stuck with me for a while was just like the fear of having a panic attack um even though like I wasn't really having them anymore they were like as soon as I started like breaking up with anxiety like I think like within a month or two like I completely like stopped having them um but I still had this like it was almost like the feeling of like you're waiting for like a hiccup to happen or something and you're just like on edge like waiting for that one time like I don't know So it took me a while to, like, trust my body again and, like, realize that I might not have a panic attack ever again, and that's okay. And if I do, I also have tools that can, like, help me. Um, And so I think, like, the tapping meditations and that kind of stuff really, like, helped me regain, like, trust in my body, which was nice. Have you had a panic attack since? No. I mean, I think, like, the closest thing that I can think of was recently on a plane an airplane which I've kind of always had a fear of flying um there was really bad turbulence and we were like on a really long flight so that was the closest where I was like okay this is kind of scary you know and then I just did like a tapping meditation and it was like completely gone after that and I was like thank god I have these like tools that help me like (laughs) I don't know what I would do without them oh wow and did you know the tapping kind of off by heart did you improvise or did you have it on your phone I just improvise because I've done it so much. So I, yeah, I don't need to like listen to the meditation necessarily. That's how I feel about breath work and meditation. Yeah. I'm just like, I just sit down and just do whatever I intuitively feel like doing that day because I've done so many different versions yeah, that I'm like, what do I need today? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I actually didn't know that, that you hadn't had a panic attack at all, which is so exciting. Yeah. When I started doing this work, when I went to school for this in 2015, it was the same thing. Within three, I was having at least three panic attacks a week. And within three months, my panic attacks were gone. But then in 2017, I had my last panic attack (laughs) and I haven't had it since. And when I had it, I wasn't scared because I knew it was a one-off thing And it was triggered by travel as well. (laughs) Not that I have a fear of flights or I don't feel anxious around that. But when my anxiety was really bad was when I was in my early 20s and I was traveling a lot. And I constantly had to cut my trips short 
because my anxiety would be so bad that I would, I just was having a miserable time. So I would send myself home early or I'd call my parents crying, being like, you need to get me a flight out of Venice. (laughs) Like now. (laughs) And so I had convinced myself, you know, we tell ourselves stories, right? With anxiety. And one of the stories I told myself was I cannot travel more than 10 days. And if I travel more than 10 days, it's just like, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. And so my parents were planning a trip to Sri Lanka. My stepmom's from there. And she hasn't been back since she was like 13. And we were going back with my parents, my sisters. It was this big thing. And we were going to be gone for a month. And here I am at 27 in my parents' living room, honestly, like crying and basically stomping my feet and telling them that I can't travel for a month. (laughs) And my mom's like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, this, yeah. Yeah, like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like, and I was being like, no, we need to figure out how to get me back to the airport and do all these things. And, you know, my mom was upset. Like the whole, my sister, everybody was like very heightened. Yeah. <laughs> my dad was the only one keeping his cool. Being like, whatever you need. You know, my sisters were like, you're ruining my trip. My mom was crying. I was crying. It was like this whole thing. And I was on the phone with my therapist just being like, uh, anyway, it was a whole thing. All of this to say, I went to the doctor and I actually got Ativan and I brought it with me because I was like, I can't travel. Well, guess what? I traveled for a month. I was totally fine. (laughs) I had no anxiety. Yeah, it's like exposure therapy. (laughs) Actually. And just all the habit, I mean, it had been two years of me practicing breathwork and meditation and eating a certain way and doing all the things that we know to do going to bed. And I just told my parents, I need to prioritize the habits that I have at home while I travel. It's the only way I'll get through this. And that's exactly what I did. And it was so amazing. I would get up at 5am, watch the sunrise over like these beautiful landscapes. I'd be by myself. I'd meditate. It was actually just like the best trip ever. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you tell yourself these, like, stories just to have, like, a little bit of control in the situation. Like, okay, 10 days is fine. Like, I can control 10 days, you know? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it is. And I say all the time, my anxiety made me a control freak. And after the anxiety was gone, then I had to work on releasing control. Totally. Yeah, I felt that as well. Okay. How did... What were your, what were the root causes of your anxiety? I would say, like, looking back on the lifestyle that I was living when I had these panic attacks, it's like, no wonder I was having such bad panic attacks and anxiety. Um, I really think, like, blood sugar balance played, like, a huge part because um, I think that was, like, the sole cause almost of my panic attacks at that point. And then... I think just the inflammation that I had, like underlying, um, also hormonal like imbalances. Um, I just remember like as a nurse at that time, I was waking up at like, you know, six o'clock heading to work, not eating anything, having like black coffee on an empty stomach. And then I wouldn't eat until lunch, maybe like even a little bit later than noon if it was really busy and you just like sit down, like rush through your lunch cause you have to get back to your patients um and then I would have like candy like there's like this candy drawer that I would take like little pieces of candy out like periodically <laughs> through the day just to like get me through 
Yeah, you need it for energy, right? Your blood sugar is crashing. You're like, give me the candy. (laughs) Totally. And then like more black coffee because you're tired. Um, And yeah, I just like, it's like no wonder I was feeling that way. You don't get a lot of sleep too because you're working like 12 hour shifts. Um, Yeah. And it was just really stressful at that time too, obviously because of COVID. So I remember as well, like I was having um, ovarian cysts for like the first time and um, acne that had just like started popping up. And so there's like a major things going on, like under the surface. And I just, you know, like if you go to your doctor or a dermatologist, they're like, here's this for your acne. Here's birth control for your ovarian cysts. Here's, you know, an SSRI for your anxiety. And then that's like, you know, that's as far as you get. So yeah. And ovarian cysts are another thing that just grinds my gears. You go to the doctor and it's like, oh yeah, like all women have these. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's not that big. <laughs> like it'll probably go away. It might really hurt, but yeah. And if not, it's okay. We can cut it out at some point. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, well, why did that happen in the first place? Let's address the root causes of this mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. And I remember when you started, because, you know, you have that form that you fill out um, when you start just to help me kind of understand the situation better and provide more personalized coaching. And one of the things that one of your goals was um, you had left being an ER nurse, right? Yeah. And you wanted to go back to that. And I know since that has changed, and I was wondering if you could walk us through that journey a little bit, because anxiety not only does it impact your day-to-day life but it can massively impact your career Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was hard because going through nursing school and stuff like you learn or like you're just kind of like told that the ultimate like career for a nurse is like you know like bedside nursing um high stress like maybe the ICU or the ER or you know something like that Um, so I just felt like I was like failing at my career because I couldn't handle the stress and everyone around me seemed to be like handling it okay but like you know they probably weren't either it was COVID and uh, people you know might have not been talking about things at home and how they were handling things so I just felt like I was just like failing basically at my job and I was like what's wrong with me like why can't I handle this stress and everybody else can Um, So that was like really a hard transition for me. But yeah, I think like after like I eventually quit my job because it was COVID. It was just like really stressful. I think it was hard for me to like even focus on my health at that time just because of the job. So stopping that job and I took a job as like a school nurse for a little bit because it was just so like mellow and laid back. And that gave me like a lot of space to be able to focus on my health and my diet and like a more um, regular schedule. So after that, basically, like, I don't know, like I, I am not back in like the a high stress like job. I'm in a clinic right now, which is really nice. And I think like just accepting that I don't have to be like running on adrenaline all day to be able to like be a good nurse. And that's like not what my worth is like held in as a nurse so and also just like being able to prioritize my health is like so nice and not having you know like overnight like late night shifts and missing sleep and doing stuff like that so hello me again 
interrupting this episode just one last time because I really need to take a quick minute to invite you, if you're ready, to join Breaking Up With Anxiety, my four-month group coaching program for women who are ready to break up with their anxiety for good. By the end of our four months together, not only will you have completely rebalanced your gut, your hormones, and built a flexible nervous system, but you will have the tools and resources that you need to keep your anxiety away so it doesn't come creeping back down the road. Through simple dietary changes, my signature root cause specific gut and hormone supplement protocol, powerful stress management and nervous system regulation techniques, psychotherapy-based workshops, and the support of myself and all your other Breaking Up With Anxiety ladies, this is going to be the best goddamn breakup of your life. But in order to give each woman who joins the program the support she needs throughout the journey, there are always only 12 spots available for enrollment each month. And right now, there are a few spots left. When you break up with someone that isn't right for you, it's always a relief. Breaking up with your anxiety isn't just a relief. It's completely life-changing. If you are ready to show up for yourself, do the work, and change your life, click the link in the show notes to sign up for Breaking Up With Anxiety today or head over to www.tejandro.com forward slash breaking dash up dash with dash anxiety. Okay, back to the episode. Mm-hmm. And that's so amazing because I can only imagine if that was kind of the goal throughout nursing school was like that ER bedside nurse. I can only imagine feeling like a failure. I mean, I couldn't even finish university because of my mental health. I felt like the ultimate failure. Everybody else was done school. And I was like, what? Well, I can't even finish my school. So I definitely, I definitely relate to that. And also, I think one of the hardest things is sometimes we have to make tough choices for our mental health. And if that means finding a job in a clinic where you're still contributing and you're still doing really good work, but you're able to prioritize and manage your health, even if maybe that wasn't what you, when you started nursing, you set out to do, the more we start to prioritize our health and shout out to all the ER nurses, like, thank you for doing what you do. (laughs) But the more we start to prioritize our health, our priorities just shift in general. Totally. Yeah. And I think like if I wanted to at this point, I totally could like handle my old job and be fine because I have so many tools to like help me get through things. I would obviously be eating breakfast before I go into my shift. <laughs> um, and Very important. <laughs> and bringing high protein snacks when you want the candy drawer. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's just like, it's not as important to me, I think, to be in that position. Um And I like the clinic because it's, I can kind of like plant my little seeds of like, you know, like a patient comes in for anxiety and I'm like, there's tapping meditations you can try. I can't like say too much because it's not my place, but um, sometimes I can recommend certain things like that. So I was actually at my doctor's office the other day, like my regular Western medicine doctor for my yearly checkup. And the nurse was so lovely. And she was asking me, it's a new doctor. 
because my old doctor has finally retired. Oh, wow. <laughs> the one who served my whole family for the end of time. <laughs> he was like 80. It was probably time. And so I have a new doctor in a clinic and the nurse was just asking, you know, family history. And she's like, is there high blood pressure? Is there diabetes? And I was like, yes, but it's like lifestyle. You know, I was like, you can write that down if you want, but I wouldn't consider that my medical history. And she was just like, of course, (laughs) and like agreeing with me. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) My doctor's super nice. But when I say stuff like that to him, he's like, okay yeah he's like sure (laughs) you know it's like it's crazy in the clinic because I just see um like the epitome of like our primary healthcare system here um and you know like a patient comes in and they're like yeah genetics that's the whole reason for everything is just genetics and it's like no we can have some control over our genetics and we don't just have to be like subjected to them Mm -hmm. yeah definitely in fact there's an entire field of study dedicated to this yeah. and how our info and how what we eat and our lifestyle and all those things affect our genes but that's a conversation for another time <laughs> okay how did you know me I'm a big fan of community but I'd love to hear from you how the community aspect of the program helped you through your journey you know if at all yeah I um like I said before like going when I originally had this anxiety start, like I was trying to talk to like my nursing coworkers and people um, around me and like, are you guys experiencing this? Like, have you ever had anxiety like this? And for some reason at that time, like nobody in my like close circle could like really relate. And so that was really hard. Cause I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I just feel like this? Like, and nobody else seems to know like what I'm talking about. Um, am I going crazy am I losing it it, like that also like heightened the anxiety because you're like maybe I really do have a heart problem (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. you just start getting in your head so um yeah being in the group and like talking with other people um like I remember one of the members I don't know if I can I say names or no (laughs) members um, one of our group uh team whatever like person she and I, like, I remember having, like, really similar symptoms, and so that mm-hmm. was really, like, refreshing to me to hear, like, oh, like, I'm not alone in these symptoms, like, other people have this exact same thing going on right now, and that felt really good, so. hmm There's, anxiety manifests in so many different ways, but also that everything overlaps, yeah. And so even if someone's not experiencing the exact same thing, and there's enough women in the group at this point that if you come into the group and you're like, this is what I'm experiencing, there's at least one person sure. who's like 100% me too. And either they're working on it because they're newer to the program, or they're like, this is what I did. Totally. Right? Yeah. But also there's so many women who can relate to whatever you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because it was the same for me. Nobody in my inner circle Actually, I found out later that one of my roommates was going, was had anxiety, but she told me three years ago, Oh my God. she was just like, you know, when you were in it and I was in it, Yeah. you know, I, there were days I also eventually got very depressed from how bad the anxiety and the panic was that I would just like s- dark room 
in my six person house. Like I wouldn't come out of my room for three days and I would eat like Nutella toast and just watch TV. So obviously something was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like a very big personality. Um, and she told me three years ago, she's one of my really good friends. And she was like, you know, when you were going through it, she's like, I was really in it too, but I didn't really know how to express it or was kind of in denial about it. And now in hindsight, she's, she's still, she's like, I know then, I know now that then what I was experiencing was anxiety. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But at the time, nobody in my inner circle was like, oh yeah, me too. Totally. Yeah. That's like, I was in a house of roommates too, when I was going through this and my roommates were just like, I was super depressed because of the anxiety and Mm -hmm. they weren't very understanding because you know, they're like, why are you in your room all day? Like, why is your room so messy? And you're like, I don't know, like, I can't even control my life right now. Like, I'm yeah. like, just in a really bad place. And they couldn't really relate because they're like, I don't know, I've never had anxiety before. Like, I don't know what that would be like at all. And that's totally mm-hmm. what I felt before. So. Mm-hmm. And a common misconception with depression is like, oh, the person's just sad. But it's, it's for me it was like I had no motivation like you talk about having a messy room same I had zero motivation to clean my room Mm -hmm. to do my laundry to get out of bed to have a shower like I just didn't care about anything totally it was bad (laughs) yeah um okay so I know that you haven't had a panic attack which is really exciting but have you experienced anxiety since yeah I think like um you know, like life just brings anxiety naturally. There's just like a healthy level of anxiety. Um, and I think just like going through like ups and downs of like maybe falling off track a little bit with like my eating or drinking alcohol, stuff like that, that will like heighten it. Um, but for the most part, it's like now I know how I can like hone back in and like take that, like, you know, take a step back and focus on my diet and what I'm eating and how I'm like living my life and it'll go away like as soon as I do that basically so it's really nice do you what kind of feelings come up for you when you feel anxious like are you scared or frustrated or are you just kind of like hey old friend <laughs> like that totally like yeah before it was like really scary with my anxiety and now I'm not like scared of it because it's just like I know it really well and it's nice to be like familiar with the feeling so that you're not so like afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And to have the confidence to pause and just retrace your steps and be like, okay, are you here because there's something in my life that's out of alignment and you're trying to warn me about something? Or are you here because I haven't had enough protein for three days or I didn't sleep well last night or I had coffee on an empty stomach today or I haven't had a bowel movement in two days? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think like um, it's hard to know like what's intuition versus like what's your anxiety. And I would say most of the time if you're feeling stressed or scared about it, it's probably just your anxiety. Like your intuition is more of like a calming voice that comes in and tells you something um, is wrong or something's going on, whatever. Um, Yeah. So I I haven't had like bad anxiety since basically the program. How would you describe the difference between, I mean, you've probably heard me say this a million times, but the normal human emotion of anxiety and having like chronic anxiety or an anxiety disorder. Yeah. I think like, maybe just like the biggest difference is just like 
chronic anxiety is something that you're like waking up with every single day there might not even be like a reason for why you're feeling anxious like you can't pinpoint it onto anything versus like like natural anxiety is more just like you know I have a big interview coming up or um, like my job just like fired me or something you know like that's like a normal anxiety that you're supposed to be like anxious about because it's just like stuff happens but um just having like a high like level of anxiety at all times about like everything is not is not normal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay last question what advice would you give to somebody who's considering joining but they're on the fence I would say it's so worth it. I think even if you just start off with like the um, starter pack or the buy the bye bye anxiety bundle. I think just like dipping your toes in, you'll see like how much of a change you can really make in like a short amount of time. Um, I think it's it's yeah, it's like a long like lasting solution to your anxiety instead of like a medication where you might have to go off and on or change, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you're, I, I know this, but for clarification, you're not on medication. No, right now. no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I knew that, but just to clarify, and there's no shame in going on medication. Yeah. You've gone on it. I've gone on it. I think it's really important if you need it to get through your day-to-day responsibilities. Totally. And I think like in that acute phase where you're like, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I need some help. I think that's super useful, but I think just like long-term, you know, there's people that are like taking SSRIs for upwards of like 10 years and we're really not supposed to be taking it for that long. It's just not studied. So I think Mm -hmm. trying to find other long-term solutions is, is a good idea. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you for having me. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I have one quick favor to ask you before you go. If you love today's episode, I would so appreciate if you left a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to right now. My goal with this podcast is to reach as many people as possible to spread awareness that anxiety is not this incurable disease It's not something we just have to live with. It's definitely not just part of your personality. And there are body-based imbalances that need to be addressed in order to truly be free from chronic anxiety. With awareness comes action. And the more people this podcast can reach, the less people will struggle with anxiety. And positive reviews are the number one way to help new people discover the show. You are the best. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so, so, so much. One last thing. My legal medical disclaimer. The Breaking Up With Anxiety podcast with me, Taylor Jandro, is for general information and educational purposes only. And the advice and recommendations I give or my guests give throughout the episodes do not replace medical advice. 
The consumption of this podcast does not qualify as a practitioner-client relationship with me, and the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. Yes, I am a nutritionist, but I am not your nutritionist. So please discuss any changes with your primary healthcare provider. Okay, that's it. Until the next episode, bye for now.